It starts today. It starts in the here and now, the present. 
This is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. I want to thank you for joining this evening. You're listening to Inside the Pages. That's part of our Sunday morning live broadcast. Uh, this is a comprehensive Bible study on the Word of God. Uh, we're journeying through the book of Ezekiel on and on Sundays through the book of Acts. If you haven't been with us, if you or maybe you've missed a message, uh, if you uh, go to our website, connectingtruth.org, and click God on Demand, it'll take you to our archive of messages. You know, Sunday morning we had a, a dynamic speaker, Elder Michelle Millinder, who talked about hope. And I, it's a message you, if you haven't heard it, you don't want to miss it. Uh, very good, very encouraging. You know, and we all want hope. We all need some hope and something to embrace and hold on to today. And so uh, we've been fasting, we've been praying and seeking God throughout this year, uh, since the beginning of the year. And I just want to encourage you to join in with us. Pick a day and stick to that day. Be faithful to that day of consecration unto the Lord, uh, you know, and, and fast and pray and, and, and ask God to bless you. Don't ask him to bless you with, uh, with things. He knows what you have need of, but ask him to bless you with wisdom. Ask him to bless you with knowledge. And, and, and most of all, we're, our fasting is about souls, that the Lord would bless the souls that, that we're witnessing to, those that hear the, 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 the word of God uh, through, through this ministry, that they will be blessed. And so with that being said, I want to encourage you also that if you've been blessed, share the word. Share it with someone else. Help them download the app and, uh, you know, so that they can hear this program and, and be blessed as well. Uh, the Bible uh, plainly tells us that if we help somebody or it said, uh, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. And so uh, there's this old saying that said, if you uh, you can take a uh, take a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. Uh, that's true. But I, I tell you, along the way, if you get that get that horse thirsty enough, you won't have to make them drink. They'll drink on their own. We're in the book of Ezekiel, the 22nd chapter, beginning at the 6th through the 12th verse. I'm not going to be long this evening. I, I, I'm, I just really feel a spirit of prayer. And, and you know, and I, I hope that you have been praying as well. I believe that the church is in the vein uh, in which God wants it to be in, that we're in the right place, the right position. And, you know, and that's where you want to be at. You want to be in a place where God can deal with you, where the Lord can bless you and, and, and you nurture your relationship with him. Uh, on Tuesdays, our Bible class begins at 7 p.m. And it's a little after 7 now. And, and so uh, Sunday morning, our worship begins at 8 a.m. You know, and uh, again, both services are exceeded with prayer because man should always pray and not faint. And so we just thank God for his goodness, just thanking the Lord for you, our, our listeners, and your support, and uh, thanking God for uh, what he is doing in our lives, and thanking God for what he is doing in your life. In the book of Ezekiel, now, Ezekiel is going someplace. You know, we, we've been in the book of Ezekiel, and it, it is a very laborious book. It, it's a lot of labor, uh, in the book of Ezekiel, 
uh, and the ministry, I said the book, but I mean the ministry of Ezekiel was very, uh, very intense. And so we think about ministry, you know, many flock, uh, as Paul said, that in the last days people would be looking for, uh, would have itching ears. Uh, they want to run over here because somebody said that in seven days and gave a Shondo and a he blah blah and a Honda uh, that they're going to get uh, a check in the mail and seven days go by and that check never showed up, you know, because that was not truly the word of God. And so um, we're not living in that day and time where you need a, a Shondo and, a, and driving in a Honda and all of that. You need to be taught the word of God. You need to be sober. Uh, many people uh, like the emotionalism uh, of rejoicing, but they don't want to be sober-minded. Uh, the Bible admonishes us to be sober, and so Ezekiel deals with sobriety. And Ezekiel brings to the forefront the things that we are that we need to know in order to be blessed. The twenty-second chapter, beginning at the sixth verse. And just the sixth through the fourth verse, it says, Behold, the princes of Israel, everyone were in thee to their power to shed blood. In thee have they set light by father and mother. In the midst of thee have they dealt by oppression with the stranger. In thee have they vexed the fatherless and the widow. Thou hast despised my holy thing and have profaned my Sabbath. In thee are men that carry tales to shed blood, and in thee they eat up on the mountains, in the midst of thee they commit lewdness. In thee have they discovered their father's nakedness, in thee have they humbled her that was set apart for pollution and one that have committed abomination with his neighbor's wife, and another have lewdly defiled his daughter-in-law, and another in that have humbled his sister, his father's daughter. In thee have they taken gifts to shed blood, and have taken usury and increased, and thou hast greedily gained of thy neighbor by extortion and hast forgotten me, saith the Lord God. Ezekiel was told to take a look, to pay attention what the people were doing. And so we see that those that were in position of authority were using their power to shed blood. They were they were abusing the collar of authority. We see this happening today in our, where we live and our neighborhoods and across the nation. And, you know, there is an abuse of authority. Uh, it, it goes from, uh, from the back door to the front door to east, north, west, and south. Any, uh, certain people that have position of authority are abusing their position. And they, uh, they are um, in range from murder to pedophiles and, you know, and uh, just an, as Ezekiel described it here, uh, multiple abominations, adultery, uh, lewdness uh, with their daughter-in-law, uh, all type of seductions and 
uh, humbling their sister and, and uh, their father's daughter and taking advantage of, of them as well as uh, the neighbor and strangers. God is against those sort of things. And those are the things that causes um, uh, afflictions. Those are the things that cause uh, situations to come upon the land. And so Ezekiel had to deal with those things. Now, people don't like talking about those things, but it's reality. It's not just something that we look at for the moment. And, you know, the, the word uh, God said, you have forgotten me. And so when we consider these things, it is because people forget about God, you know, and I don't mean because you thought about them for the moment and then you pushed them to the side. No, you actually forgot about God. You know, it's important that we do not forget about the Lord. We forget about the Lord. We begin accept doing detestable things. We forget about the Lord. We begin taking bribes. Instead of uh, sticking to the fact that honesty is the best policy, a man's word is his vice. What we say we're going to do when we sign a contract, you know, we make an agreement with someone. We we do the best of our ability to maintain those things, uh, and, and so everyone knows there are potholes in the road. There are different things that can impact uh, where you're just not able to, but to say you're going to do something and just lie and don't do it is a different story. And so the Bible says that uh, that the Lord told Ezekiel, he said, look, they have forgotten about uh, me. They've forgotten about the sovereign God. They've forgotten about people. Uh, so many have forgotten that God is sovereign. Uh, God reigns. God holds the power of all things in his hands, but yet we forget about him. Uh, and, and so, saints, friends, uh, have you forgotten about God? Have you forgotten about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? You know, we live in a microwave society. We live in a time where people just don't uh, hold on to things too, too much. Uh, for a moment, people will be sad about the passing of someone. And, you know, three weeks go by and it's not heard of anymore. Uh, they'll be mad or upset about something that the injustice. And a few weeks later, it's not heard of anymore. You know, we're, we're coming to uh, a point now where in California, the L.A. County, where they're phasing uh, in to try to get people back to work and, and to help people out. And so that to leave their homes instead of to stay at home, to relax that. And the thought is, is, is how soon will we forget what impacted us? How soon will we forget what is going on? Our memory is so short, like the children of Israel. They had short, uh, you know, they, they should tell me that um, if you found a new job and the two week notice that you gave, uh, you had uh, short timers disease because you knew you were leaving. And so you just start uh, dismissing yourself from doing things. You just forgot about the things that you would have upheld and done uh, because you had another agenda. And so are we forgetting about our Savior? Are we forgetting about our Lord Jesus Christ? I'm not talking about attending church service. I'm not talking about that. Uh, I'm not talking about singing in a choir group or serving on an usher board or, or whatever role or calling you might have, whether it's a call in ministry. 
Because you might have a calling, you might be performed, but have you forgotten about God? Because see, Ezekiel's message was not to the stranger outside of the, the church in the wilderness. It was to the church in the wilderness and it was to the elders. It was to those that were in position of authority. It was to those that knew better. And so uh, they were the ones that God was upset with because they had forgot about him. They're the ones that dismissed him and would go up and sit in the high places, have their meals, have their fellowship and do different things. But then when they came back down out of that area, you know, uh, then they will start committing, go back into doing their lewd acts, whatever their acts was, the same as people do today. Uh, uh, people will go to church, they'll listen to a sermon, they'll listen to the choir sing and say we had a good time and all of that, you know. But then when they leave out the church doors, they uh, they meet that spirit that was that was using them. They meet that spirit that they were in fellowship with, not the Holy Ghost, not the spirit of the living God, not sovereign God. Uh, but that other spirit, that spirit that causes them and allows them to justify themselves and to commit any type of act that is contrary to the word of God and then justify themselves and say, don't judge me. Don't say nothing about it. Well, understand something. God is the judge and his, all of us, myself, Pastor Carl Henderson and, and everybody, no matter what position they hold, both, whoever, uh, the, the Vatican, the Apostolic Church of Rome, all of that, everyone is going to stand before God and give an account for their life. Hierarchy doesn't mean you're not accountable to God. It doesn't mean that you are above the law in any kind of way. You are not. You don't exceed grace. You don't have a special. Nope. The Pope, no one else. Bishops, no one else have a special place in God's heart that you cannot occupy or shouldn't be occupying yourself. His love, he said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Repentance and remission of sin is preached in Jesus' name so whosoever believe uh, would not perish and have everlasting life. Uh, Peter on the day of Pentecost with those with the mother of Jesus and those that was with them, the brothers and sisters that was with uh, with the disciples on that day uh, uh, stood up with Peter when they said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Peter said, repent. First thing that repent, stop what you're doing, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. And so have we forgotten what our responsibility, what Peter said, repent. Ezekiel was presenting to them a message that was to stir their hearts up, to was to reveal what was going on, that they might repent so that they would be prepared for what was coming in the future. God is preparing us and those that will hear for what is coming in the future. Aren't you glad that you have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. The Bible said, whosoever have an ear, let them hear. Let them hear what the spirit is saying to the church because it's important to hear the message that God presents to his people. Israel had forgotten. Natural and spiritual amnesia, you know, that condition that a person cannot remember important information about their life. Alzheimer, 
you know, a terrible disease which affects, uh, as they say, older people is different from everyday forgetting. It is a condition that permanently affects the brain. Over time, the disease makes it hard to remember even basic stuff like how to tie a shoe, what to do when you go to the bathroom. The children of Israel had fell into this type of state. They had fallen so far away from God because they forgot about, they became sidetracked with what other people was doing. David said, my foot almost slipped. David said, my foot almost slipped. He said, I was looking around at what everybody else was doing and how they were prospering, how they were getting over. And he, he, he had a, he began to talk to himself, said, you know what? They don't go to church. They're not serving God. They're not doing what's right. You know, I go to service and, and I'm doing what's right. Now I'm talking to those that are going, that are doing what's right. Those that have not forgotten about God. Don't allow things outside distractions to uh, discourage you and cause you to forget about God. And that's when David said that, that then I, I went into the house of God. And when I went there, I remembered the covenant that I had with God. I remembered the fellowship I had with God. I remembered the blessings of God and what the Lord has done for me. And I was glad to be in his house. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the homes and the, in the hills and in the valleys or, you know, in the yachts and wherever other place uh, of those that have forgotten about God, those that don't serve God. You know, when we talk about distractions and, you, and you know, we're like ships. We're sailing through here. We're on a journey. And so around us is a lot of water. That water is fine on the outside, but when we start allowing water to get in and that water lands inside of the boat, after a while, the boat becomes uh, filled with water. It's going to sink. Something terrible is going to happen because it's not intended to be filled with water. The water's fine on the outside. The distractions are fine as long as you keep them outside. Don't allow distractions to come on the inside. Have you forgotten about sovereign God? Have you forgotten about the Lord? Do you remember to call? Did you call on the name of the Lord today? Just to say thank you, Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning. As you went through your day, did you just remember how good God is and, and in remembering his goodness, you, you just begin to have fellowship with him. You know, it, you didn't need to include nobody else. You didn't have to pick up the phone or, unless you felt led to the, you know, it is uh, it, it, to talk to that brother or talk to that sister just to have some some good fellowship in the Holy Ghost, you know, and just to talk about the goodness of God. You know, it's important to talk about his goodness because the Bible says that that uh, I believe it's in Malachi that those that feared the Lord, those that didn't forget about him, those that that reverenced him, those that hallowed his name that they often spoke one to another about the Lord and the Lord heard them. And the Bible said a book of remembrance was written. God made a note, a special note. God is still making special notes even today about your activity and how you honor him. Don't forget about God. When we don't forget about him, we'll talk about him. We don't forget about him. We'll appreciate him. 
will cherish him, will we'll, we'll treat him as the prize of all things. He is the prize of life. He's the treasure, the value. We'll cultivate, we'll, we'll nurture, we'll nurse, we'll pamper, we'll remember, we'll listen, we'll watch, we'll follow, we'll mark, we'll note, we'll notice, we'll make observations and remark because of him. We, we have this thing where, you know, uh, growing up, the kids heard, the, heard people say, that's God. And they still say that today when they think about something or they see something, you know, and uh, they'll say, hey, that's that's God. You know, uh, I'm looking at what God is doing. Those little things despise not the day of little things, but just just that's God. The ability to do something, you know, and the, the ability or maybe it's the ability not to do it because we didn't need to do it. And we thought we wanted, really wanted to do it. But God was saying, no, 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 don't don't do that. Not today. Not today. This isn't the day for that. And so uh, in all things, we give thanks unto the Lord. Why? Because we have not forgotten about him. Do you remember the message on Sunday? You know, uh, the word of God is going out constantly. And, and it's personal for each one of us when we receive the word of God. Do you remember what the message was? Have you shared it with anyone? You know, if you forget about it, you can't share it with nobody. And if you're not sharing it with anybody, you're not creating hunger, thirst or hunger for them, for righteousness or even for yourself. You know, we, we don't need to be selfish with what we receive from the Lord, but we need to share it. That's God's message is to share it. He gave us the commandment to be uh, ambassadors for him to go forth and to not just talk about it, but to live the life. Someone is missing out on being blessed by sovereign God, being blessed by the true and the living God, being blessed and able to, not just being blessed, but able to be a blessing unto him because people are forgetting. People are forgetting. And those that have not forgotten you have to open your mouth and say something. Those that have not forgotten have a responsibility to remind others. The Bible tells us when you see a brother or a sister overtaken in a fault, see there, you, you saw them. You saw a brother, you saw a sister overtaken in a fault. You saw someone that had forgotten about God, has, you know, has, has misplaced it, you know, and gotten off the, the, the straight and narrow path. And, you know, something has occurred. And we don't know when something might occur in any one of our lives. But it sure is a blessing to have somebody there that see you and pray for you. They haven't forgotten about God. They go to God and make intercession uh, prayer for you. They're not uh, dragging your name throughout this through, from house to house and talking about you, but they're having intercessory prayer. They're praying for you and, you know, just looking for opportunity so that they can be in your presence and just remind you of the Lord. And you're you you're that vessel. The Bible said in the house of the Lord, there are many vessels. There are vessels of honor, vessels of dishonor, vessels of great honor. And, and so God wants to use you to help somebody else. You can take a vessel of dishonor and clean it up and pour something honorable in it. You know, God specializes and he can do anything. He can do what no other power but Holy Ghost power can do. 
You know, you know that, that was a song back in the day, you know, that, that God specializes. He does, and he specializes in 2020. God specializes. That's not a hindsight. That's just the fact of today that God specializes. I don't have to look back, and it's because of God has blessed me. Uh, you know, the school, I, I'm going to put it this way. You, you deal with the, the school of hard knocks, and, you know, there's some things that you won't forget. That's what pain is about. Pain is a, a method to, to keep you and to help you stay focused so that you don't forget. Those that forget are, uh, are usually uh, find themselves repeating the same thing over and over again. Do you remember the message on Sunday? Did you share it with anyone? You know, Ezekiel's message was not one of fussing, but presenting mere facts that we forget about the King of Kings. We forget about the Lord of Lords until it's convenient. Something has happened until we want something. Then we want to start making deals with the Lord. And that's just not what a relationship that God is looking for. As a matter of fact, that's not a relationship that any of us are looking for in our natural lives. Genesis 4 and 25 through 26, it says, and Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God said, she have appointed me another seed instead of Abel, and whom, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Then men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. So calling upon the name of the Lord seems to be, uh, appears to be something that was forgotten about until Seth uh, had a son named Enos and then men began to call upon the name of the Lord. What happened during all that time? What was the mindset of people? What, you know, they didn't have modern technology or, you know, what we call technology. And, you know, uh, we don't know what they had, but whatever they had in that day and time occupied the space. It occupied a space in their heart that was designed for God. You know, the only, and it didn't, it wasn't a proper fit. The space that is in our heart is a space that only God can fit into. No one else can fit into that crown. No one else can fit into that space but God himself. We, we try to force different things into that area, and it doesn't work. And that's why it becomes painful. It becomes something that, that, that just doesn't work, and it becomes very disturbing. It, is, it becomes a transgression because it's not meant for that. Then men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Genesis 5, 21 through 25 says, And when Enoch was, had lived 65 years, he was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. At 65 years old, he had a son named Methuselah. After he became, that's not uncommon even in today, but they, they took all kind of, I'm not going there, but listen. He had a son named Methuselah. And the Bible said Enoch walked with God. He walked faithfully with God. He walked faithfully with God. You have to make up in your mind, Lord, I'm going to walk faithfully with you. 
it doesn't matter if I'm dealing with a, a, a relationship and, and it went south. It doesn't matter if I'm dealing with a financial issue. It doesn't matter if I'm dealing with uh, just whatever I'm dealing with. Whatever you're dealing with, I'm still going to be faithful unto the Lord. You, you know, we often say and we continue to say that, that we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus name. We mean that from the bottom of our heart. I, I mean that from the depths of my soul. And so Enoch walked with God. The Bible said he faithfully walked with God. 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Also, Enoch lived a total, Enoch lived to be about 365 years old, and Enoch walked with God faithfully, and he was no more because God took him away. The Lord took him. The Lord took him. Why? Because he was faithful, and you can't be faithful if you forget about God. You know, that's why it's important when we pray, we kneel down into prayer, whether it's in our closet, whether we're sitting up at the table, you know, wherever we find ourselves praying is to ask God, you know, if there's anything I've done that I should not have done or something that I, I should have done and didn't do, you know, to ask God, please forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I want to be faithful to you. And, and so I, I humble myself saying, Lord, search me. I'm searching myself, Lord. If there's anything I've done, please forgive me. I don't want to be offensive to you. I don't want to think I'm all right with you, and I'm not. I don't want to live, and in, in my mind, I'm, I have forgotten about you and just have just totally uh, ignored uh, you, and I'm thinking I'm okay because I'm preaching the word, uh, because I'm uh, singing a song, or because I went to the service at the appointed time. And, you know, uh, I don't want to be that uh, I don't want to be a religious person. I want to have that relationship with you that that says that I say that I'm yours and you say you're mine. I don't want to be like, uh, you know, those that that admire the professional uh, athlete. You know, that's my that's my dog. That's my boy. That's whatever. You know, uh, you, you have a flat tire on the side of the road. They bus roll right by you. They don't stop. They don't look out the window and say, hey. Uh, that's Tony out there. Hey, that's that's uh, that's Mary. Uh, hey, uh, we better stop and help them. No, they keep rolling. It's not a personal relationship, but with God, it is a personal relationship. So the Bible said Enoch walked with God. He was faithful unto him and the Lord took him. But then it goes on to say that Methuselah had 187 years and he became the father of Lamech. Methuselah, besides being the oldest man, uh, dying at 969 years old, yeah. nothing else is said about him except he had sons and daughters. It didn't say anything about him serving the Lord like his father. The example was set. But what went on with him besides sons and daughters? What went on with him besides having a bunch of children? Did he forget about God? When we forget and feel God, uh, you know, we, we forget about him. My goodness, we feel that God owes us 
We have temper, temper tantrums instead of showing him appreciation, instead of cherishing him, something wrong. And that's what people do because they've forgotten that God is sovereign, that he's God, not me, not you. Instead of remembering the promises that were filled, the promises that Israel received multiple blessings, the miracles and the deliverance they experienced, they forgot about God. Like going to the dentist, you know, as long as that toothache is there, as long as you're in pain, you know, you, oh, I got to go to the dentist. You go to the dentist and when that toothache is gone, you forget what caused it. What you, how did you get in that situation when you had such a terrible toothache? You don't remember it. You forget when we shouldn't forget. We should not forget about God. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 13 chapter says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unaware. I want you to understand something that uh, when we forget, we, we, you may have prayed a prayer and you forgot and you forgot to serve God continually, faithfully, and God sent a messenger. And because our eyes have been dimmed, distracted, and we forgot about him, when the messenger came, we didn't recognize them. When the messenger came and spoke words to us, we didn't recognize, barely recognize the words that was being spoken, and they went away. Many have entertained angels unaware. Hebrews 13, 16. But of doing good communication of your substance, be not forgetful. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. When we're not forgetful, we're pleasing unto the Lord. James 1 and 25. Whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer. See, it's different than just hearing it. We have to do it. You know, I'm sitting down and I'm working on a project right now, and the Lord really blessed me and blessed my mind to work on it. And, and, and in that project, you, you know, it's not enough to just read about how to do something. You have to put your hands in with it. You have to get involved with it. You have to test it out. You have to practice it and you have to try it. And, you know, and so we have to do that with the word of God. We have to get involved with his word and, you know, and, 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 and do it. Be a doer. Get involved. Test it out. Try it. You know, uh, uh, I remember uh, Elder Elaine Jenkins preached a message and, and said, test drive the word of God. Test drive. It. Take it out for a ride. See what it's like. So that you can know for yourself. The, the psalmist said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. We have to taste it. We have to try it. This man shall be blessed in his deeds. That's what James is saying. If we're not a forgetful here, but a doer and a doer of God's word, we'll be blessed in our deeds. And I know that you want to be blessed and you will be blessed by being obedient to the word of God, by not forgetting it, not brushing it off, not saying it wasn't for me, but just doing what God says. Second Peter 1 and 9 uh, says, for he with whom these things are not present is blind, dim-sighted, having become forgetful of the cleansing of his old sins. That's what was going on with the children of Israel. They forgot they had been purged and cleansed and sanctified, set aside for the work of God, set aside for, because God loved them and delivered them and brought them out just as he said. 
God did everything that he said he was going to do, and God is going to do everything that he said he's going to do with us. As long as we're not forgetful, as long as we embrace his word, as long as we don't let the outside influences, the children of Israel allowed the outside influences of other nations and what people were saying, what they were seeing to come in and influence them and to the point where they even said, you know what, God don't see what we're doing behind closed doors. God don't see what we're doing. Now, you have to understand, others see it. Children see what you're doing. You know, when you're on your cell phone and you're talking to your friend, don't you know you, that quiet one in the back seat or maybe the seat next to you, that, that, that child is listening there, absorbing everything like a sponge. They can repeat your conversation back to you, and especially if they know who you're talking to. And, and so uh, they need to absorb you praying, see you praying and pray too. You know, I, I love the fact when I hear children talk about uh, or mir mirroring, mimicking what they saw their parent do in worship, uh, not just in church, but I'm talking about outside when they're not around nobody else. You know, the, one of the children was talking about how they witnessed their mom uh, just just singing and praising God. And, you know, that's impactful. That's impactful. They need to see that. They don't need to see the, because you forget about God and start cussing and carrying on. You forget about God and start doing the, the things that are uh, displeasing unto him, you know, uh, we make up those things and say, well, God accept, is acceptable in the, in the presence or the sight and the hearing of God. But that's not, what is God saying? What does God say? Not my opinion. My opinion don't matter. The Bible says, and the books were open. It didn't say that God called, he's going to call any man. Uh, Pastor Carl, what's your opinion about this? That's not going to happen. Uh, the books will be open. The word of God will be open and everyone will be judged from the word of God. That's what God was doing with Israel. It all begins in his house. He was blessing them, getting them ready, prepping them. You know, one of the, one of the, and I'm going to close with this, but one of the sure things about God is there will be a remnant of people that are serving him, that will not forget about him, that love him, that is going to seek him with their whole heart. I want to be one of them, and I'm going to be one of them. My prayer is that you are too. I hope that something has been said that that bless your soul tonight that you can carry for the rest of the days. We'll be back on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to minister the word of God. I'm just looking for a good time in the Lord because uh, the fellowship with God is great. The Bible said that uh, Isaiah in the king in the year that King Uzziah died, he saw the Lord. And he was high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And the seraphims and everybody that was there was praising him and giving him glory and giving him honor. And it impacted the entire house. The doorpost was swaying. Everybody was in the same groove. Everybody was praising. And, you know, I'm just looking to, to be on one accord with you, our listeners, and and those that are that are in fellowship and, the, and just that we're all in one accord and just praising and magnifying God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word tonight that just these few words of exhortation, Lord God, that we should not forget about you, but that you are the one, the focus, the center of our life, the center of our joy. Lord God, and I just pray and ask that you would bless and strengthen, Lord God, our listeners and Lord, our audience, oh Lord God, and 
continue to take us higher in you, Lord, draw us closer to you. Lord God, we know that's your promise already because you said if we draw near to you, that you would draw near to us. We thank you for that, and we bless you right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you're in the, in the, in the Pomona area, the Los Angeles area, we're at 524 East Pasadena Street in, in the city of Pomona, and we'd love to see you and, and have fellowship with you. And if, if not, you know, go to a church of truth or power near you and continue to magnify God and to lift him up and to bless his name. Amen.